Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Second Act with me, Bonnie Somerville, your favorite podcast host. Follow Second Act on Instagram, second underscore act underscore podcast, and make sure you download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave me that five-star review because that's what we need to keep going. And if you want me to do this regularly and not, you know, disappear for weeks on end, that would really help. It would also help Dave too because he's kind of mad at me that I'm not, you know, I'm not working as hard as he is. He's getting a little smiley. But seriously, leave me that nice review because it really helps us get more guests and I can keep doing it. And don't forget, also you can follow me on Instagram at Bonds Somerville. Um, I am very excited to bring you this next interview. It's with an actress that I love and that I've known about forever. And I actually found her one day watching Saturday Night Live. She used to have this character called Angie Tempura. Um, and she was like an internet reviewer, and I just thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. I don't know if you guys remember the bitch, please. And she'd sip her cappuccino from Starbucks. She was just, it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. So I looked her up, and I started following her career. Um, she's an amazing actress. She does drama. She does comedy. She writes. She produces. Uh, she's a graduate of the Groundlings. She's done pretty much everything and been through everything in this in this business. You'll hear us discussing all of that and is extremely open about what she's been through and truly is another example of you never know what's around the corner because after tons of ups and downs, she did a show called Casual, which was fantastic on Hulu and the show was nominated for Golden Globe right out of the gate and it garnered a lot of attention. And I actually worked with her co-star, Tommy Dewey, on Casual. Him and I did Code Black together. So that's kind of how I also got to meet her. And when I met her, I fangirled. And I just told her how brilliant she was. And she's someone that has been doing this for so long. So not only is she talented, but I'm also so happy for success like that. But believe me, she knows all about finding second acts. And I think you're really going to like this because she's one of my favorite actresses. So please enjoy the lovely Michaela Watkins. Okay, so I'm I'm a little bit girl crushing, geeking out. Um, one of my favorite actresses on the planet that I've had a girl crush on since um, she was on a, I don't know if you ever heard, like some small sketch show in New York City. I don't know, whatever. It's been on for a, a, a couple of years. Anyway, you might've heard of it. I have been a fan of hers for, I don't know, since I started acting and we met and we know similar people and she has agreed to come on. Michaela yes. Watkins. Oh, I just, I, I thank you. First of all, Bonnie, thank <laughs> you for having me. Thanks for home. having a, a, a show called uh, about second acts for women. Cause I mean, thank you. That's like the only thing I'm interested in thank is you. women of a certain ages. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause you know, there's like a huge like Dude. space where those stories should have been told for many years. And there's just not, there's not, they're just not being told. 
Um, I hope you don't use any of this Zoom because I have uh, not put no, on any makeup. We're not using the Zoom. And I got my, I got my very fugly glasses on. You look hot. Because- you always look hot. No, we're not using the Zoom. But I have to say, you, I, I, I'm, 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 everybody listening, I, I, I have, I'm not blowing smoke. I'm, I'm actually a, a fan, uh, comedian. Like I wanted to be one brilliant actress. And then I got to meet Michaela because I did a show with uh, a a handsome chap called Tommy Dewey. Tommy Dewey, the handsome, oh, the handsome Tommy chap Dewey. of all. And, uh, and uh, Tommy, Dewey Town. I was like, oh my God, you know her? Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, I was doing a, me- he was simultaneously doing a medical drama while yeah. doing a comedy on Hulu yeah. called Casual, which was one of the best shows ever, if you guys haven't oh, seen it. Oh, it really was. Um, and he, I was like, do you Special know her? Arm. You know her? And then I yeah. met you. <laughs> I met you because you came to in Ojai and I was so geeked fanning out. And I was like, I said to Tommy, I was like, I think I was really obnoxious. I, I was, and he was like, she's the coolest. Like she, she wouldn't mind. <laughs> but I was just so geeking out because I really have really, really, really have been a fan of yours for so long. Um, is, so thank you is, for coming on. I'm just blushing right now. Uh-huh. Um, especially like, the idea of somebody geeking out. Oh my God. For me is hilarious because, because I thought I cornered the market on geeking out. Um, but, but yes, uh, yes. No, that was a really fun time. And Tommy Dewey, wow, Tommy. of course, played my, but, my brother. Your so brother. We did, know, we did know each other. By the way, talk um, about second act. I think Tommy, I don't think he's ever, does he ever stop working? I, I literally, no. I'm je- like, he's, he, he, I, he never stops working. No, I think he's in New York right now. Um, maybe still, maybe back doing doing like he he does like a whole range of stuff. He does. He, the thing about Tommy is people always think if you don't know who Tommy Dewey is, you should look him up because you're gonna look at him and be like, oh, this who's this hot, cute right. guy? He's probably a dick. Right. And he's just not a dick. Nobody can play like a he, dick. He can play a he can play really a dick good like dick. nobody's business. <laughs> he can really play one and yeah. and he's the he's the funniest. Nicest nice. dude, and um, he's just one of my favorite people that I've gotten to work with, and I I love him so much. And you and, guys had um, the best thing casual. I mean, I remember him shooting Code Black, showing up on set at five a.m. I don't think he'd been to bed because you guys got the Golden Globe nom like right out of the gate. Which, by the way, how <laughs> how how insane is that? Like, talk That's about true. a setup, right? Like, start like here. Um, <laughs> And then you get the golden glow. Like, it's just, and I just, he was the best. I, I don't, he helped me so much on that show. He, he, he was just, he's, he is a really good, good dude. To work yeah. With. He's so fun to work with. And yeah. And so I think he suffers like this weird kind of thing that only good looking guys sometimes suffer that you take for granted. Cause you think like everything must be handed to them. But, um, you know, he suffers this thing where everybody assumes he's probably a dick, but he also but works not. super hard and he's so hard on himself. Mm-hmm. But enough about him. I want to talk about you. He's a perfectionist. By the way, so you're um, on the unicorn. And he couldn't be here, so I'm going. Yeah, to okay. You're you're filling in for Tommy. Dude. So I'm going to be his surrogate for a second act. Um, uh, unicorn, you're fucking amazing. On. Oh, you're so nice. I auditioned for your part. Um, <laughs> they loved me. No, no, I was the first girl they saw. True story. And 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 everybody listening to this podcast, some of what you guys asked me about is like the experience. So I'm going to give you a true experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I get, I'm the first one they see. And in Hollywood mm-hmm. land or our land, that's either the best mm-hmm. thing that happened to you or the worst, <laughs> because then they see 200 other people. Well, they used to, it's so they used true. To. Back it in the day so when true. we could actually get jobs on just auditions for casual. I was the first person to read for that. Oh. Well, I was, the I first was like, they lo- and I was like, well, I'm fucked. Yeah, no, they loved me. Yeah. And they were like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, she's hysterical. And I was like, well, I'm fucked. 
Then yeah. they told me they had an offer out to Michaela Watkins and you are one of those people. And this is true, like women supporting women, which you do and I do. And Lindsay Sloan, you know, other actresses oh, yeah. you love when it's I people that you really admire and like that are kind, that have paid their dues, that are amazing. I'm always psyched. I know. I don't know if you feel the same when it's someone who's like got an Instagram account and got a show, I, then I'm a fucking bitch. <laughs> I'm always psyched when the re sometimes I'm not psyched when it's like so clearly the part is for someone who's rough around the edges, kind of uh, clearly somebody who has been, you know, carrying the water and comedy for a long time. And, um, and then they just hire somebody who just, just sort of looks good, but doesn't yeah. ever, you're being, ever you're done, being nice. Done comedy. You're being nice. You're being uh, then, then you're like, yeah, really? But I feel like, I feel like casting in the last few years has gone so in the other direction. I feel like casting has gotten so very, very interesting and good. And well, exciting. thank God. Thank God they yeah. opened the gates to people of oh. color and women now got, you know, all of a sudden over 45, we are not fucking unsexy people. Like when we, you and I started out, I remember mm -hmm. when I turned, I remember I was watching uh, Jay Leno and I was 25 years old. And I was, I was still an extra. But I, mm -hmm. I, I was going to get my SAG card because I got a, I booked a few lines on 90210. And mm -hmm. Reese Witherspoon was on and she was talking about being pregnant and having a baby and starring in Legally Blonde. And I remember I was I, I called my mom in New York hysterically crying going because mm -hmm. I, I was 28 or 29. And mm -hmm. I was like, it, I'm too it's too I'm too old. No, because that pressure, like back then it was so. No, I know because, because we, and, and that's how they got us is they yeah. got us saying stuff like that, which is so obviously not true. And then we made it true. You know, we and made feel, it true because we started to feel old and we started to worry and we started to become yeah. neurotic and, and um, act and you act as if, 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 if people, you know, I, I lost definitely a few years of my life listening well, to, you know, a lot of bad relationships with like people telling me things old represent like and being like, OK, you're right. You're, OK, you're right. You should lose weight. You, you know, and I just I just I bought into it. I bought into yeah. it. That's you my new puppy, think, by the way, guys. I know your puppy is so damn cute. There, your, your puppy has enough extra skin on its face to have four more puppies. In it. <laughs> And, and like, they would just like, yeah. instead of a trench coat, it's, it's like, just like a, I, there's like oh, five yeah. raccoons inside of oh, your puppy. <laughs> and they're like, they think we're one puppy. Um, but what do you think? Wait, uh, cause you, grew I up think in, that you grew I up think in that, New York too, Syracuse though. Right. Yeah. Oh, mm. wait, we talked about this. Are you, mm. where are you from again? Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Yeah, about I'm the New York thing a little tiny bit, but you didn't come from, you're uh, from the city. Yeah, I'm from, I'm you're from, you're from the crack you're of from New the York. fucking snakes. Let's be real. Um, uh, Syracuse was like a very, is a, was a very rust belt depressed town. When I, when I was growing up there, it's much better now. It but is. When I was growing up, it was, it was a little, yeah, it was, it was, it, it, it was struggling, but, um, but, uh, did you want it's to act? Very cold. I definitely wanted to act. I just didn't think that was in the cards. I mean, you didn't have a family. Your parents weren't actors, right? They, they weren't, no, 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 there was an artist. No, right? they went to Syracuse for the thriving <laughs> television scene. Uh, no, and that's the thing. That's why I think I went into theater because that was the only thing that I could see and imagine actually doing. Did you do that in um, college? Was that your first? Yeah, foray? that was my Were you yes, a theater that major. Was, I was a theater major. Me too. Yeah. Where did you end up? I didn't graduate, but we went to um, 
um, I went to BC and you went to BU. I so I went to and, BU. Yeah. Oh, you're really up on my stats yeah. there. So uh, we went to the, uh, I went to, I went to Boston and I was a theater major in, uh, not yeah. that, by the way, guys, that's, I didn't graduate, but um, yes, we have that in common. Well, I mean, Austin. It's not like when you graduate with a theater degree, you can go, you know. Are you kidding me? But I, like, like solve math problems. No, <laughs> you can't do anything. No, it was, you can barely spell your name. Say, You're like, I wore a clown nose for half a year. Uh, so I, I, uh, I, I was going to say regarding the whole brainwashing of oh. being, mm -hmm. of being aged out. I, I was sort of lucky because I didn't come in as, as a leading lady. I didn't have leading lady style or looks or, or a self-esteem. So <laughs> I, I really kind of jumped full, full barrels into the, the character actor avenue. It's funny. Did, did you hear my interview with Lindsay Sloan? <laughs> well, we, I heard, yes, right, I some heard of it, but a we, portion of it. Lindsay and I, but I do have, um, we talk about that because we did our first, I did my first show with her gross point mm -hmm. on the W W W B. Yeah. And Lindsay and is so raw and honest about being told her whole life that she was, you know, like too Jewish. Um, you know, she, she had, no, but, but back right. And never being the pretty mm -hmm. girl. And so she played these characters and, and we talked about some of our stories of the worst mm -hmm. things. And she was like, well, and she goes, and you had the opposite because people looked at me and thought, well, that's Mona from Friends, right? Like, so mm -hmm. she so, and, and didn't actually take me seriously or think I actually was talented. And or I was funny you are. Or and that fucking funny. Silly and, and goofy yes. you are. And, everything and like that. we were comparing stories about the things that people have said to us over the years. And I've gotten messages from people going, you're not serious that someone said that to you. And I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, there was such a culture for people to just say all kinds of things. And that, and it was almost like, um, like it was almost like people had a little pride that they were at a point where they could tell right. somebody terrible things to their face and have no, there's no repercussions. It's crazy. You know? And, and uh, women, especially, it was just, I, I got it all. People, people think I had it. I had, I had people say the most, um, and now I'm, I'm so open about it. And that's part of the show. It's like, because when I hit rock bottom in my life, I was like. But I don't think anybody said anything as badly as the things that I would say to myself. Oh, God. because I had, I had, you know, absorbed so fully this, these, these ideas, these patriarchal ideas, mm -hmm. I had completely absorbed them. And I think that for women who were working, it wasn't, it wasn't, it's not just talent. It, it's, it's about figuring out a way to uh, sidestep or work around those issues. No. You know, it wasn't just enough to just be good at oh, your job. You had to not. be so clever at, at figuring out that's, what was my going to be my avenue. That's, and that's I, 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 I think that's sort of like that's, what I was saying about, point. like, I was like, well, I look kind of girl next door, sort of, I can kind of flip either way mm -hmm. probably not i don't know if i'm like tv pretty enough whatever the fuck that means now the fuck that um means. to be leading so i'm just going to be wacky neighbor material and is you that, know what? is that what you decided that was a decision or did they put that on you and you were like okay that's what i'm going nobody with. nobody put anything on me that was my choice and what was interesting is i remember so vividly, I did this like actor work workshop where you could go and um, it was it was through those those places where you would pay to audition. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And maybe um, a casting director would come if you were lucky. 
Yeah, but it would usually be the casting assistant's yes. assistant. <laughs> and uh, I did it. And, and, and thank goodness, because those casting assistant assistants soon became the assistant and then the casting director. Mm. And, um, and, and it actually was fruitful. I got to say, like, I, you know, they were horrible. They're probably illegal, <laughs> but you know what? Like I, um, I did actually get, to get some stuff out of it. So, so, you know, whatever you had to do back then is what you had to do. So I, I just remember, uh, one, one esteemed actor was, um, doing he's like a very famous actor he's on a very famous sitcom and he was very kindly offering his time or they were paying him or, or I, I think it was his way of giving back he seems like a nice enough guy and he was I did this monologue for him he would like randomly pick a few people to come up and you could you could submit your name but it was like 200 people there you know and you could come up and he would give you notes on your monologue and you would get these notes from this famous act anyway I got up and I did this thing and he and, it, and, and the monologue went well, people laughed. And I remember he, him saying, wow, you know, you look like this and you're funny. And it's so impossible to find funny women. It's so hard to find funny women. Like you should be working a lot because you're funny. And, and do, you, do you know that like, Th that was a compliment to me. That that should have been an insult. Yep. I should have been outraged. Oh my, I, I was I was annoyed. I was like, what? No, but who, it was like, where do you guys get your fucking like intel? Morsels of I, Michaela, I'm the same. When I started and I got hip pocketed, my my very mm -hmm. first agent went, you know what? You're pretty, but you're funny. Mm -hmm. And and that is no one can do. That's and, a rare combination. I, me, that is such yeah, bullshit. Like, How is anyone pretty? But and I, me with my daddy issues and all my, you know, my mm -hmm. dad split when I was a kid. Talk about therapy. I mean, it literally was like it became my for 10 years, my mm -hmm. my my like addiction to that. Like I'm funny and I'm pretty, right? Like I'm funny, right? Right? Like that's a good thing, right? And it's yeah, I'm cornering this market where there, there's probably only three women who are who fit that description. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a single friend who isn't pretty and funny. I know. Like Me neither. What, I, what and the you, fact that what? Lindsay Sloan was told you look like this, you can't do that. It's like she's one of the most beautiful women ever. One of the most beautiful women and ever. She was told for her whole life, oh, you can only do this. You character actress and Sabrina and and I, yeah. I and and but I we've been friends thirty years and and I've seen her go through. Mm -hmm. And um, but you know what? Lindsay started as a kid. Yeah. And I have a feeling like there's so much fixed mindset in there that but, she must have been oh. exposed to that, that because I don't come from, because I do come from people who don't even know where Hollywood Which, is. I have to say, I, I think I'm lucky that I as well did not. My mom was a stockbroker and completely against it, to be honest. And I went mm -hmm. on, on my own. And I think, I do think that's a good thing. Like that we didn't have that. Oh my God. Ignorance is bliss. And so, you went so to when people say they made me do this, they pigeonhole me like that. I mean, I kind of pigeonholed myself yeah, because I, did too. I, I would sort of, you know, had my ear to the thing and I was like, what are people saying? So maybe I'm this, maybe I'm that. I did it. I don't think anybody actually did it necessarily to me. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't recall like anything specifically like that. I do remember very vividly this feeling always that there was this bullshit that they were just circulating that there were no funny women right. and and they made it so clear and that you know I, I was a member of the growlings which is a sketch yes, improv thing yes, and when I would go out and do a sketch I had to work so hard to get people the audience to trust me enough to start laughing and then once they were like oh why do you think that is she's funny now now we laugh and then the guys would come out 
and do nothing and just look sideways. I, I mean, they were funny guys. They were funny guys. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. But that's still true. They, that's the still way true. The, the way the audience would trust them and the way the audience would trust the women was so different. All the women, not just me, all the women had to go out there and earn it. And bust. So I, I think that's still true. I, my last TV show, which was not a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, uh, it was like the guys, uh, could do anything. And mm-hmm. we were just fucking, I, I mean, it was, I, I, I would literally just look and be like, are, are you, are you, are you, are you, are you kidding? But this were you working were the creators? Late. Were the creators men? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I've had this last, the last few years, I have had this crazy luck where I've worked with so many female directors, creators, producers, uh, and it is night and damn day on those sets. It is night and damn day for the editors. It is night and damn day. What, what even for the guys, but even for the the guys, I noticed that it's, that, that, that it's different, the energy. There's a different, there's not as much of a competition, testosterone. Like, I think even guys love female directors. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's not so much like. Yeah, everybody's at ease, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's no puffing up anything, chests or anything. But I, but I just, I, 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 and then I work on other things where it's like very male centric. And you can see in the edit, like, I don't think the editor is, is really, um, trained or has, has trained their sensibility to consider that women are doing funny stuff. Are you kidding me? You see the final cut and you're like, wow, every little nuance and nick and cranny that happened over there. But when, when, when the women are doing that, it's just sort of like the stuff that was killing us on the day, like cracking us up gone because it feels like superfluous, superfluous probably to certain male editors, you know, who aren't, used to that. I think but I when agree. you work on female created stuff, their editors are very handpicked to like really match the the female creator's sensibility or 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 filmmaker or whoever it is, director. And, and, and unicorn, do you have a lot of female directors? Because that's so good. No, we don't have a lot of female oh, directors. You don't? But, but it's so good. No. No, and we, we have we have sort of an embarrassingly low number of female directors. Mm. Um uh, but, but it's so good that, that'll change. You know, well, I, the, the claim last year was, uh, and I guess like they just said, you know, we went out to literally everybody we knew and heard of and everything and nobody was available except for one or two people. And then the second season, uh, they, they, they definitely made an effort to get more and they did. And, uh, so, so they made an effort to get more uh, people of color as well. I mean, our, most of our cast is is our our black actors. So you would think, and and they did, they did it, you know. Um, but like for example, on Casual, yeah. that was seventy five percent female directors. Yeah, and it was so fucking good. And like all the love stuff and the sex stuff, it's just different. I, mean, I know. I just think it's different. There's a different sensibility when it's a when it's, it's a woman. It's a hundred percent different. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. And how did you feel? So, so you, so like, let's say, all right, if you were gonna go acts like college, BU, that was one, and then after that was that Groundlings. Like, no, then I moved to Portland, Oregon, uh, and that was my like regional theater bartending. <laughs> Um, just having a great fucking time wow. in my twenties act <laughs> and then blowing and then starting to do regional, you know, doing regional theater, doing equity, starting to do commercials and, um, did my first movie 
and uh, and starting to like be like, oh, there's like a, I'm I can I'm getting this. actual paid by by the union that I'm in. Uh, and then I had this great idea. I should move to Los Angeles and yeah. upset this beautiful life that I have where I like bartend one night a week and do the rest of the time doing creative things and live like a king of the castle because Portland costs $5, you know, to do anything and uh, had such good friends and a good life. And then I was like, I should move to LA. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to ruin it. Yeah. Like we all do. <laughs> Me too. I'm just going to ruin it and go to LA and walk off the plane and I'm going to get a movie and an Oscar right away. I didn't even, I was like terrified of LA. First of all, the only LA that I knew growing up on the East coast, like the only LA you saw was, you know, the OJ, the OJ yeah, situation I, yes, the OJ. and the movie, the movie colors. I just thought, <laughs> Oh, there's just going to be helicopters circling 24 yeah. seven. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and Beverly Hills, right. like 90210. That's all 90210 I, uh, yeah. or something, you know, like I, that's what I thought it was going to be. And I thought I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go for a year. And if I hate it, I just leave. Yeah. It, that's going to be that's so what I fine. Said. I said to my mom, she was like, I can't believe you're doing this. I dropped out of school. I, I was like, mom, I got to do it. I got to try. I got to, she was like, if you drop out of school, you're cut off. And I was like, okay, well cut me off. Cause I, you know, and I thought I'm going to have, and I got to Venice beach and I was like, oh shit. Cause this was 95. Right. But it was nothing like what I thought it was. I mean, it was nothing. But I was like, okay, I'll give it a year. I'll leave. Good. I'll give it a year. But then all of a sudden here we we all get sucked in. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing is I gave it a year and then I didn't, I was like, I'm going to go until I don't have a, I'm going to stay here until I have a, no reason to stay here. Mm -hmm. And so every year I'd be like, I guess I'm getting a little like there was a yes. Mm -hmm. There was a yes over there. There was a couple a of tests of, deals. There's a lot of no's. Yeah. So many no's. No, test deals? Are you fucking kidding me? That's I didn't see the back of a test <laughs> 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 for like five years. I was a very, I mean, I moved here. I was almost 30. Did you not work when you, what you and how else? See, that's what I say when, when people yeah. ask me about friends. I, I, I say, you know, I was already 28 and I tell people mm -hmm. that and I go, that was old at the time. Like that was yeah. old my first, cause I was a musician first and that didn't work out. And I did, but people don't believe me. I'm like, I wasn't, that's why when I saw Reese Witherspoon that night, I cried my eyes out cause she was like pregnant and, you know, you know, getting married. And I was like broke as fuck, no boyfriend, no friends, um, working three <laughs> jobs. And she's like, 22 years old. So I thought I'm never going to make it here. <laughs> 28 yeah, was old. I mean, I, that was another smart thing that happened was I, I, by the time I moved to LA, I was 29. I was almost 30 and I definitely had, knew my, knew good. myself yeah. so much better. And I think if I came here, that's a good point, Bonnie, that you bring up because, you know, there is a, there is like, we are having sort of a, a dissimilar situation where I think in your twenties, you were, if I was hearing the stuff that you were hearing in your twenties in LA, I, I missed that in a weird way. It's, like I, I didn't get that because I was in grungy Portland. Like that's so great. <laughs> like helping her no, off the floor. Yes. So they could, you know, but walk home. But I, I, it I, me I, up. I think it that's like a up. huge difference. I think that would have major, like the, the insecurities that I had in my twenties oh are so massive oh my God. that I think if I was exposed to that kind of shit, I would have been, I, right now I would have been like yeah. shivering in a corner. I, I actually think I did pretty well because it kind of didn't hit me till my thirties, but I, mm -hmm. I had so much like, I didn't know. I, I, I just, I didn't have, I just moved out here and I was so young and I'm, mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah. I gave up a lot of things to because I was like, I am the prize. I am the prize, you know? And you were buying what they were selling. Like oh, you were 100%. buying the tea. Oh, so my like God. for me, I got here and I was like, is this guy serious about being a fucking screenwriter? Like, <laughs> oh, you're a screenwriter too. Oh, okay. Oh, you're a screenwriter. Yeah. Oh, okay. So everybody here's a screenwriter. Is anybody a plumber? Um, <laughs> no, mine was like, <laughs> you used to model. Yeah, you should lose, you should lose some weight. And I was like, okay, straight back into an eating disorder. Um, uh, you should, you should do this. You should cut your, like I oh was, I, I went, I went, when everyone looks at the years that they're like, God, you had this period of years where you work so much. I was so mm-hmm. unhealthy. I was so unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And I feel, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but like my second act, the whole thing about in my forties, it's like, I, it took me this long to know myself now. Mm. Mm-hmm. So when you did, yeah. so you, so when, so you did the groundlings and then what was the leap? So you moved to LA, but what was the leap to SNL? Cause we have to, talk. I was just going to say, at, my least favorite you know car- my favorite at least you know yourself now. Well, right? fucking, I mean, finally, poor Dave. I mean, my fiance, he's a saint, but like, I'm like, I'm 47 and I'm like, you know, just, just figuring myself out now, uh, you know, but it is what it is. Right. We all, we all, that's, that's the whole thing. The show yeah, is but like, it's not like people just suddenly figured themselves out 32 and they're good. <laughs> well, I know a lot of, I know a lot of people that think 32, they're good. You're like, yeah, like you gotta. Yeah. I also know a lot of people that are, you know, our age that think they're good and there's a whole lot of stuff. Not <laughs> but I have to ask, yeah. you, how did you What's get great that? about our age is then you're like, well, good luck with that. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, like in your thirties, when you start to get to know your, voice and yourself and you just want to tell everybody else like how to live their life uh-huh. i still do that though it's, it's still, i need to shut the fuck up i'm learning now i'm, learning. I'm like now i'm like if it's meant to be that you go down that path i'm here for you remember but, when people used to I'm say gonna, youth is wasted on the young and i'd roll my eyes and my mom who was a single mom and worked at goldman sachs mm-hmm. and you know was sexually harassed like she's working girl literally original working mm-hmm. And um, she would tell me like, when you're 30 and 40, you're not going to give a shit. And I would roll my eyes and she'd be like, I'm telling you the power. I couldn't even imagine it, but it's so true. I tell these young girls that I coach and mentor, I'm like, oh God, you're 28. Like, I'm, I promise you, I'm not saying the rejection gets easier. It doesn't, not, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the insecurities still deal with them. But I promise you that your little tiny hearts Mm-hmm. will get tougher. Like it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, not mm-hmm. to say it doesn't go away. That's such a good reminder. Cause I, I, I'm interacting more and more with younger people because, um, you know, I, that's, well, I went back to uh, class. I, I'm get I'm getting older and the younger people are getting <laughs> older too. And so I'm, you know, now, I, and, and I have to remember that because sometimes I think like, Oh, you're so fragile <laughs> they are they are and then i have to remember like but you still are oh, hey watkins you were the fragile list i'm oh like God. you were the most of the fragile i i i i um i just did an episode of the show heels that's coming out on stars and um i've, I've been in this business 26 years and it's the first thing i've ever booked on a self-tape and mm-hmm. the way that i was celebrating i felt like a kid i because I just I've never had luck. What's, what's it about? It sounds fun. It's that rest. It's a wrestling show. It's um a small Ooh. town southern Georgia like um uh, wannabe professional wrestlers. It's 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 really really good. Are you playing a southerner? Or I got playing? to finally after all these years play a goddamn white track. I, I, uh, suck it, Reese. Reese, spoons. Reese, y'all better walk that line. No, I finally got to be like trashy and fun and have nails out to the hin, the hair and the big hair. And 
Um, and I'm and I like talking about people always ask me, you're so well, people that know me, you're so funny. How come you never play mm-hmm. those characters? And I'm like, because people just don't see me like that. But I mm-hmm. but I actually did. And it was really funny. She's over the top and it's awesome. The show's going to be great. It's like a small town set in the professional wrestling. I don't know. Um, but I got to be so over the top character actress, which you've gotten to do. And I, in my soul, I that is who I am. And I've You're never, free. I've played detectives. Look, mm-hmm. I know I'm good at it. I, I, I'm good at my job. I've played doctors, mm-hmm. but I, I never get the jobs where people go, you're fucking insane. Like how do you, <laughs> like at a dinner party, like why are you not ever? <laughs> yeah. So I finally got that, but I told these young girls, I was, I, I you know, I, I said it, it never gets easier that the ner- the rejection. Not I don't know about you. It's I still have it every time. No, it's it, I mean it gets easier, but it never stops hurting. You know? Yeah, but getting my first self tape after twenty something years in the business, I was like, you would think Dave and I celebrated. I felt like a kid. Mm-hmm. I felt like a kid again. I was like, I did it because I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm just not good at self tapes. That's not my jam. Well. <laughs> now well here that, we are that might be an old tape you're playing there uh, it might be your jam no pun intended yeah all right so tell me how you got to snl because that's when i just just fell madly in love with you and i i was like looking you up all the time going who is this fucking that is so nice hysterical of you. no no you don't understand i used to quote bitch please you don't <laughs> understand i was obnoxious i I thought you were the funniest human I've, I'd ever seen. And I was like, who is this woman? How, how, like, how did that happen? Oh, that's so nice. I'm, it's so crazy because that was such a whirlwind. And then to hear you say that, I feel like, how you know, if you could have told me back then, like, hey, you're going to talk to somebody in you know, oh. 10 years, 11 years, 12, what it? no, it's now it's 11 years. And, and they will have been like so like dazzled oh, by this Michaela, character I or whatever. I sent it to people. I forwarded it <laughs> to people. I would impression it. I mean, I like I would, you know, I just, I, I'm not, I don't want to ruin it, but the, the one thing you did about Nick Cage and the movie, like I just, I remember <laughs> laughing so hard going, who is this woman? Who is this person? Um, and it was so different than anything I'd seen. And I'm such an SNL fan. Oh, and But so um, nice. how did that happen? Thank you. That's so You're sweet. Um, it happens suddenly um, and and not so suddenly. I was 37. I was a month before I turned 37. I love that. And I at the hired. time you were, just so the audience knows, you were the oldest woman hired, right? Now, now mm-hmm. Leslie Jones has beat you. Leslie Jones is the oldest woman they ever hired as a new cast member. Right. But um, at 37, she was like hey kids, hey kids, at 37 kids, 37. they were like, she's old. <laughs> At 37, I was the age that people were when they were leaving after having been on the show for like 10 years. So it was very, um, very strange because I got hired with a 21 year old. So I was like 16 years older than the person who's not my coworker. Who how did you get it? With. Did you like, how, um, how did you, did you- I think, I think like I, well, I think they liked my audition as well. I hoping it's happened. So did you get, did um, you pursue that? Was that something that you wanted to uh, pursue at 37? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's something I wanted to pursue since I no. first saw Gilda Radner on, you know, SNL. But I, I, uh, I, I went, I, you know, I, like I said, I was in the groundlings. I did yeah. the, and, um, I just had a show one night where it just, you know, it's so funny. It's so funny about this show specifically. And I think you'll appreciate this given the givens of what this show is about, but I was in the lowest point of my life. <laughs> like I was, I cried maybe 20 times a day. Mm-hmm. I, um, I had mm-hmm. been engaged and I ended it abruptly. 
Um, mm-hmm. So like I, I changed it and I ended it not because there was anything wrong with the person I was engaged to. I just didn't sort of see myself marrying Same. him. We Same. were best friends, best, best friends. Like he was my mishpacha, my soul, my, um, and my buddy, yeah. but I didn't want to marry my buddy. I know. I wanted to like, I wanted to be, I wanted to. Yeah. Be in love and in yeah. in a romantic way, not in not in love because I just like a kid, like like my buddy, you know. Um, and so it was really it was it was also my best friend since I was four died of cancer. Um, uh, sudden not sort of suddenly she had had skin cancer and she had mel- melanoma and um, and she two years later she was she was gone. Oh, God. And so Sorry. the person who knew me the best and the person who knew me the longest were out of my life. And I just felt this incredible, like, I thought I was just having like a, I thought I was having like an identity crisis. I thought I was having a little bit of a nervous breakdown or mm-hmm. something. I just, because I couldn't believe how many tears could come out of my head. Oh, I, 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 <laughs> trust me. That's part of why this happened. I just, there was so much tears and depression that yes, I, I, I was there too. So sorry. yeah. I was just, I was, I just felt like I fucked up my life mm-hmm. because then he had started dating somebody new and yes. they were so cute together. And I was like, and I was so lonely and sad. And I just felt like who, I, you know, like, again, harking back to low self-esteem party of one. I was two. like, party of two. who am I? <laughs> party of two. I'm here. I'm here with you. <laughs> I'm sorry. You should have joined the booth in the back where I was sitting. <laughs> um, but I, I, I was like, who am I to turn down? like unconditional love like we had I for know. each other you know who's who what do i think there's something better out there there's somebody's gonna make me laugh yes. more that what do i think what do you you know and- i don't like who am I, I i had the same again like who am i i just and then see them move on and go i just gave up someone who loved me who would have done anything for me like who do i think i am like well, who do i think i am jennifer Aniston? yeah like who do i like brad pitt like who do i think i am yeah. and i was always holding out for like I want more. I want more. I want yeah. best You know, we don't, we, we judge women because we think like, oh, you're, you're, you're losing your child bearing years. You're, what do you think is out there? There's nothing, nothing. You're lucky you get what you get. Right. But when a man sort of, you know, says like, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right. Then everybody crowds around going, look, you'll know when you know, and, and it's going to be, you know, <laughs> so yeah. luckily I had some amazing, <clears throat> amazing, amazing, amazing good friends who, who helped me through that time. But, um, but to go back to your question, which I really got straight up. No, away so, from, so this uh, was the time. So SNL, so was, I was there an doing, opportunity? So Did someone, when I was so sad, yeah. when I was this sad, <laughs> by the way, kids, I, comedy comes when I was this sad, I had nothing to lose. Yeah. So I was performing at the Groundlings with incredible regularity because at least it was when I was on stage, it was uh, five to 10 minute intervals where I wasn't crying. <laughs> so, oh my God, I and I was in a totally different thing. And it was so, and, and when you're that raw, you'll, you have no shame and I would do everything on stage. I would just, I did not give a fuck about fucking anything. And I would do impressions that were like, just gnarly. And I would do, I would go out there and do improvs and just this, like I, there were no boundaries. I would go into the audience. I would climb in people's laps. I would just, it was so messy and, and, and alive. And it's the best, I hope not the best work I ever do. It was the best work I had ever done at the ground. (laughs) I agree. That is a place of, I tell people that is that place of pain. When you have nothing to lose, <laughs> nothing to lose. I and don't give a fuck. 
Ah, uh, fuck. And, and it was so fun and so freeing. And, and, and Colin Jost, who was not a head writer at the time, but he was a rising sort of star writer, went out to LA and just kind of went to a groundling show to kind of check out talent, went happened to see this one show I did and I was doing Ariana Huffington on it and I was doing like a bunch of other stuff and um, and he went back and uh, you know it was it was 2008 so it was the election Obama had just been elected and uh, or was about to be elected and they it was the Tina Fey doing the whole Sarah Palin thing and you know Amy Poehler was really you know yeah. lapping up the whole Hillary Clinton thing and so it was like the show had gotten so political and I think maybe that was like a good nexus point. Oh, I forgot to mention, I had auditioned the year before. I sent in a tape. I went out, I tested. Um, I did the whole thing that you hear about when people oh, test us now. him sitting there and... Yeah, with everybody there. And then I, and then I, you know, was sent home and didn't hear hiding her hair and they hired two other people. Then the next, the next year I happened, you know, Colin came to a show and then I got a call saying, um, they want you to come out and test again. I'm like, oh, I just tested last year. I didn't get it. They want me to come again? They're like, we don't, remem- like, yeah. we don't remember that. This is- and they're like, just do all new characters. <laughs> I was like, but it doesn't work like that. Like I last year when I came, I did all my hot characters for you. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you everything I got. So I was, uh, that's crazy. God. I literally was writing characters on the airplane. <gasps> I just had a bunch of drinks and, um, I started thinking how funny it would be if Andy McDowell was held hostage. And, um, <laughs> and I, I just did, I had them written down in my hand, these characters. I even did characters that I probably shouldn't say. I did Wanda Sykes. I did an impression of Wanda Sykes. Wow. No, but that's why. But that's amazing. That's um, what people that's need. Crazy. No, but that's what people need to hear. Uh, like that is so. What I love about this this podcast is like sometimes when you're just down and and you're like you're like fuck it pivot. All right, all right, bring, all right. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta. I was like, look, we all know this ship has sailed. I'm I'm too old probably for them, but for me, I was like in my my mind, my mind's eye. I'm like I'm 24, but yeah. but I know that physically. I would I would it be weird to hire somebody who is in their late 30s? And um, anyway, I went, I did it. It was a very strange thing because it was at a comedy club. It wasn't at um, the studio. Yeah. And the reason is, is because they were in production. You know, they'd already started production. And so there, there's an audience at a comedy club watching standups. All of a sudden, Lauren, Seth Meyers, his whole team come in and all the the comics are like then put on hold Nine women are then coming out, put sitting in a chair and doing a series of characters and not priming the audience with, hey, this is an SNL edition now. You just went from stand-up club to now we're in an SNL edition. So the vibe was very strange. The audience was confused. The comics were like, holy shit, this is my moment. Lauren Michaels is out there, but nobody's going to let him on because as soon as like we were the set women that were there to go go be on. And... Uh, and it was a very, actually, it was a very nice, uh, Liz Feldman. Do you know her? Mm-hmm. She created, she's she's such a hot producer writer. She's dead, dead to me now. Yeah. And she's written so many other things. She was auditioning too. The two of us thought it was fucking hilarious that we were there. Um, and we got along like a house on fire. We were just so chum chumaroo. Um, and we were very supportive. So it was very fun. So 
in our minds, like we're like, let's just do this audition for each other. Right. You're like, it's and never going to we'll, work out. Who gives a and shit? then we'll fly back to LA. Yeah, we'll have some drinks. We'll be like, hey, we, you know, all I want to do is be asked to the prom. I didn't have to go. I just wanted to be asked. That's what I, just, I always you know, say. Just ask That's me. what I always say. And yeah. So just ask. And so we're like, we were asked. That's nice. And uh, anyway, I, I, I luckily, because I was in my, I don't give any fucks yeah. <laughs> stage. Yeah. Um, I, I went out there and I, I just took in the audience and I was like, I know this is so strange for this audience. So I said, oh, by the way, the woman who went right before me also did an Ariana Huffington impression. <laughs> Nobody had any idea, no idea who she was. And now I was about to do an Ariana Huffington impression. So it was, you know, so I just said, since you know, you had no idea who she was the first time, you know. Um, and and uh, so I was, I was kind of talking to the audience more like, I felt like I, I made it more of a stand-up act, which I think served me. Here's the problem. The problem is that after I got the show, I clicked into, I'm a fuck up. I ruined, I, I kind of half-assed so many things in my life. I, I had this one crazy opportunity, you know, to like take a kick at the can. Is that the, yeah. <laughs> that's the expression, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to miss it, you know? So in a weird way, I wonder sometimes if I got there and I held, was holding on a little too tight, yep. you know, like I really wanted to be, um, so I wanted to be, for one thing, I want to be five years younger because <laughs> yeah. I wanted to yeah. have that stamina to stay up because, all night, because, every night. Because at that time, and I know that I, I, I have felt that literally that I'm the oldest girl on a set, even though I look great, it, my mind will fuck me up yeah, completely. I, I looked so beautiful. Yeah. Like I look back at that time. Yeah. yeah. And if you knew what I thought I looked oh, like, and then when I, when I've seen clips oh, and I'm God. like, honey, what were you, I, what were you weirding out about? Know, like you looked good. Yeah, I've done you that. You look so good. Yeah, you look, <laughs> I did that with Lindsay Snow. I was the oldest person. It was my first pilot. Amy Adams had been fired. I replaced Amy Adams on uh, day four. I was 26 and all the actors were 21. And I remember at 26 thinking about lying about my age. Like I, I like, like it was so in my head. I know. Like as opposed to the instead of work, a point of pride. No, like I looked like, oh my God, I would like, I see myself and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But I know it's just this, it's. This. I know. I wonder if I would have, you know, maybe exuded. I, I think it's a subtle difference, but I think, you know, I think life works in big subtleties. And I think, and I think that when we feel these things, it leaks out, maybe not. I don't think I was dripping insecurity and weirdness about it, but I think it, I think these are savvy people. They're there because they're very good at studying human behavior. That's what makes everybody good comedians, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, and good actors. And so I think that it's enough that can leak out to make, to make you sort of people believe the shitty things that are in your head, even if you're not saying, Oh them. yeah. The, the, I always say like, they smell it sometimes Yeah, in the room. Like sometimes, I mean, it's like how you get calls from your exes yeah. when you're finally happy. They don't know. How do they know? They know, but they can smell it. Right. They can smell that fear and insecurity. <laughs> so when you did that and you were on what, two seasons? No, I just did one. Oh, season. you did one. So yeah, what was that? What happened? So when they, when they said you weren't coming, when back, they was shit can me, when they shit can you, uh, were you dev? Like, what was that like? What was what did you? What was did I you devastated? Think? At this point, I, you're was very sad. You were. Did you feel like defeated and like f fucking failure? Like I do every time. Like I'm just. A I just felt. I felt a little embarrassed because I didn't know why. 
And the reason why I thought maybe the only thing that made sense to me was, oh, they found out how old I am. Oh, see, um, that's what because that's what... because I because I had a good year, you know. Mm. I I had I had quote unquote fun. It's it's a hard place to have total fun because it's a lot of work and yeah. and and it, there's a lot of like weird head games, which is a whole other thing because right. I was because I was older, I wasn't really susceptible to the same weirdness right. that. I think if I was younger, I would have been like, mm-hmm, okay, yeah, this is the way it is. Got it. Yeah. But I was older. So I was like, really? Yeah. This is the way we're doing Like, this? I have a thought. <laughs> I actually have a thought. Like, when I was 22, I had no thoughts. I was like, okay, you can put a push yeah. up bra. Great. Okay. And then all of a sudden, then I started to have thoughts. Yeah. So were you and- devastated or were you like, like, at, like, that's a big act change. Like, you, you get let go, you've moved to New York. Now I moved now, to New York. I moved all my shit to New York. Um, yeah, it was just felt like a very public. It felt like a very public yeah. rejection, you know, yeah. because who does one season? It turns out I'm in very good company, but yes. it didn't matter. It didn't matter because I, I, I was like, I, I did, I did my job. Like I, and you were, I did, I did amazing. a lot for somebody who was sort of new. I, I got along with everybody, the, yeah. the, the cast, the writers. I, I mean, if, if I didn't, it, it. To this day, I don't know it, you know. So, um, and I've worked with a lot of those people since, or are still friends with a lot of those people. So, I'm, um, I was really confounded, and and I thought, this is what went through my head uh, in total honesty. I thought people are either going to uh, think that I, if they didn't watch the show, they're going to think, oh, she must have been really bad. She's not funny which is really awful, you know, for, to think that people think about you and the, considering that's my chosen profession. Um, and then, uh, but it, but if they did watch the show Mm -hmm. and they thought I was funny, then their next thought was probably, Oh, she must've been like really awful behind. Yeah. Yeah, Difficult behind this, you know, scenes or something or difficult. And women, women we get called, I mean, difficult. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that about myself on sets where, there was such bad behavior from, from guys and, 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 and I've like had questions and I'm difficult. I mean, that is, yeah, that is, mm-hmm. yeah, I would be paranoid. I would be so paranoid. Yeah, I know. Um, so that so must've I, been really hard. It was, I was very, um, I was very unemployed afterwards. It's very humbling. It's very humbling. I went back to the groundlings, you know, I went from like the groundlings, all you want to do is get SNL and then you get SNL and you go back to the groundlings. I was like, I love the groundlings. That was the thing though. I loved the ground and I still do. It's my, you know, comedic home, but it, the groundlings is such a, I got your back kind of place. Yeah. Did they, did did people support you when you got back? Were they supportive? Did you go back and feel? Yeah. Yeah. Or did you feel embarrassed or? Yeah. But I was also, I felt really sheepish and really embarrassed because I, I wanted yeah. I mean, I was very grateful. I was very grateful That's that so I had this hard. home to come back to, so but I, I felt like, I felt like I let them down yes, in a weird so way. Hard. I felt like, I felt like guys, I, I, I had this shot and I, I, I might've, did I blow it? I don't know. You know, but then you finally learn like, it takes so long. To, I mean, I still think things I did, but it takes so long to realize that it might not have anything to do with you. It actually, that actually is true. Like sometimes it's not yeah. bullshit when people go, it's truly you're amazing. And I never believe it, never believe it. But now that I'm, I'm like, oh, actually, now that I'm older, that is true sometimes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, it was interesting because there were some writers that I just really, really adored and had said, you know, I've been here 20 years or whatever. And this is the most confounding thing that I've ever seen happen here. So it did make me feel, you know, 
at least then that that I that I I must have been um, done something wrong. Done something? Yeah. No, no, no. That I must be the victim of something that I can't even know. Oh, like, okay. like, like some producer just thinks I look like they're you right. know yeah. horrible stepsister or something. Yeah. Like things that are so out of my control because. And maybe I just needed to tell myself to get through it. But of course, in the back of my head was, oh, you weren't this or that enough, you know? There was you a, were a, so amazing. Can of- I just tell you, you were so amazing. I used to Google, I used to YouTube <laughs> and just want to watch your sketches. Like, and I didn't know you. And I'd be like, the bitch, please. Like, I, that is the, to me, top 10 funniest things I've ever. Oh, thank you. HP. <laughs> Thank oh, you. my God, I love so much. Um, yeah, it was it was fun. And, you know, it was such an experience. And yeah. the truth is, this is what's funny. Talk about your, your second, your third, your fourth act. Yeah. It, it, it was, I you know, I never, like, it, the laundry list of things of, like, I never would have blanked dot, dot, dot if I stayed is huge. And yeah. I love my life. Like, I love my life. And so I... I don't have any regrets. <laughs> I Isn't that funny? I, I, I always was like, well, you know, even if they just kept me like two years, like that would have been yeah. nice. You know, I could have checked that box. But the truth is the show is getting so pop culture-y and I just don't give a shit about those things. So um, it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be like, it wasn't me being utilized. But that's so hard to learn though. The best way anywhere, anyway, you know, because yeah. I, what I did in this, what I did in the vacuum of, of not getting paid suddenly and not having a job oh, and I feeling know. really publicly humiliated was I, I wrote up a, a pilot, my first pilot with my friend. And then that became a TV series. What so series? I, what series? It's called Benched. Amazing. And it starred Eliza Coop. It went one season on the USA Network. Amazing. But I mean, but so you wouldn't I, have done I, that. I know it's, so- I never would have done that. Yeah. And I had learned how to be an EP and I learned how to like work in a, in a, uh, in a, in a writer's room and I learned how to run a show, you know, that's amazing. And, but at the was, time, uh, yes, you think like, it's like a breakup, you know, you're like, yeah, it's never, it's so hard. It's so hard to believe mm-hmm. that there's like another chance. It's so I've been there. I'm like, it's over. It's over. It's over for me it over so many times. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, I will say I, I'm lucky because I was born with this weird gear where I am very, um, I am for such a <laughs> Jewish, nervous, <laughs> pessimistic, sky is falling, henny penny kind of person. I have this weird escape hatch, which is total delusion optimism. <laughs> so, oh my God. So, that is so I like pull that. I, I don't know where it comes from, but it's like whenever I'm just, at the bottom, I, there's this little thing that like, it's like a pill. It's like, take the blue pill. And I take it and it's just like, don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. It's so important. And, and, um, and I'm so lucky I have that thing because, because I never felt, um, I didn't ever surrender to any of those feelings. You know, I just was like, just keep going, just keep going. Like, yes, it's humbling. Yes. It's embarrassing. Yes. It's, you know what you should do? You know what you should do? Take a class at the Groundlings. It's like, why would I take a class? I've been on SNL. I used to teach there. Why would I take a class? And I was like, because you never learned song improv and you love doing that in a show, but you're not great at it. So take a class and get better at it. 
And so that's I did with students. And I was like, fuck, who fucking cares what people think of you right now? And I think that was like, I needed that. Yeah. You know, I did that too. When I got let go from code black and I, the the, the world fell apart. I, I, I called my acting coach and was like, can I come back to class? And it was Mm -hmm. so humbling. And I was like, at first I was driving there at the same old place and I felt like a failure. And all these young kids were like, Oh my God, your Bonnie's. It was the best thing I ever did for myself. A, it was fun, creative, and people appreciated me. And I got to just be my, me. I got to just be my, my heart and my soul. Like I think, Without anyone paying me for it, I was like, "Exactly, oh right, this is why we I'm, got to remember why, why we do this in the mm-hmm. first place." Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I do this because I love it. Exactly, not because to be famous or all those other things. No. I do it because I fucking love doing yeah. it. The yeah. act of actually doing it without, yeah. So um, I think that was real, 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 real. And then you were on thing. Trophy Wife with Marsha Gay, who I was on Code Black with. Legend. Yes, legend. That's right. Mm-hmm. Legendary. Yes. Legend. Actress. She's a, such a fabulous. Which was a woman. great. Show. Yeah, she's 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 unbelievable. Love that her was so much. I, was, I haven't seen her in a long ass time. Me too. She works nonstop as she should, but she mm. was taught me so. I mean, watching her work. I mean, talk about second acts. I mean, that woman has been through ups and downs and mm-hmm. I, and just never giving up. Um, like, mm-hmm. and she helped me so much on that show. You know, like she taught learn. me a really important thing. Watching her, she. I don't think I saw women take charge really on sets before. I feel like we were every woman would stand around and wait for someone to give them permission to say or do things. And she just was like the first woman I ever worked with who, you know, I didn't have like a ton of experience at that point on a lot of shows, but um, she was somebody who would just say to the director, like, "Mm, well, how about this? Because I'm what this, See, this is not connecting for me because when I, I walk in, I'm thinking this and da, 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 da. And she so, does and then it she so would direct tat- the whole scene. She does it so nicely. She, she does it nicely, but she also does it directly. And if they're feeling weird about it, that's kind of their problem. I know. And she, t- because guess what? The best idea wins. And her idea was the best idea. Yeah. I, I was, na- I, I, I'm very bad at, I mean, I'm known for just throwing grenades and I just don't know how mm-hmm. to like, kind of, like, <laughs> but I would watch her and I'd be like, how could you say but then when I say something, it's always like, blah, 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 and then I regret it, you know, but I'm just so mm-hmm. nervous and anxious. And but she would yeah. just soothingly get what she wants mm-hmm. yeah, or, 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 or fight for me or someone else. She would, she would, she would advocate for the other people to like have things make sense. And she would, she was never stepping on your toes. She would say like, I'm sorry, let me know if this is not what you want to do, but you know, there is an opportunity where if you came in or you do your whatever, you know, if I'm over here, then we could yeah. have this and then the camera can come right. And I was like, oh, thank you for teaching me that, you know. And so generous. So, generous. Yeah. And, who, you know, watching someone like that with that career, mm-hmm. just be so generous and still love what she does and take it so serious. I, I learned so much from her. Yeah. I, le- I mean, I, I mean, I learned so much from so many people. So you're on uh, the unicorn now. What? All right. Well, well, I have to ask you some question. So mm-hmm. what? What? What is like? Let's say another act that you haven't done. Like because you wrote a show, you sold a pilot, you did a pilot. Like what's one act that you haven't done that you want to do? I want to be in either a bio, some kind of biopic, um, 
like period drama Me too. Oh my God. Pa- playing someone who actually ex- actually existed like i wish i could have done ruth bader ginsburg oh. too late uh it's already been done 20 times um and uh i i want that and i also um yeah i want like i think i think that's the thing or i want to do a thing where i get to kind of do a coming to america like play all the characters, the wigs, the prosthetics, the whole thing, and just like morph from character to Me character. And that's my that. bucket list. Cause I'm a history nerd. I'm a medieval history uh-huh. freak and people really? don't know that about me. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, that's all I do is read history since, and I'm like, I, I just, I would, I, I thought I'd get into acting and get to play. Mm-hmm. I've never got, I, I would, I mean, you got to do that in casual. You, you got to do like some stuff in casual, you know, have you watched that show? Uh, um, it's based on this series of books by this female writer. Um, they're like, it's like every episode, it's like softcore. Outlander, um, softcore porn. Outlander, yeah. yes. Yeah, duh. It's soft, it's no, porn. Yeah. I cannot believe there's a show that makes me that horny. Yeah. And it's, it's always porn. like no, it's ripped bodices and <laughs> ripped bodices and corsets. And, and the like, Scottish, you know, putting you up against not, the wall. Not allowed to touch. your body. So, yeah, I know. Of course. I yeah. Know. Of course. The I whole know. not allowed to touch, but kind of yeah. touch. Like, no, I mean, I love all of it that. It is my, what, I don't know what, like, I love Jane Austen. I love all that stuff. I love so all that stuff. That, that's what I wanted to do. That's why I got into it. I, I just, and I'm, I'm putting it out there all the time in the universe. Like I'm, you know, Eleanor of Aquitaine is my favorite woman in history. I don't even know. And, uh, you know, this COVID thing, like second act thing, like, okay, well then mm-hmm. why don't you write it? Like, I think that's mm-hmm. part of my thing is like to, like this podcast was so huge for me to take something mm-hmm. in my control for mm-hmm. once, Good. you know, and try to do um, other things. I'm very proud of you. I would have another question. Would you yeah. right right now on the spot? Would you just like? Could you just improv like? Who would be a bitch, please, right now, please for me, like just somebody in pop culture right now. Oh, oh, you could do like Kim and Kanye, or you could do like Ivanka Trump. And, um, <laughs> I don't know. You could, God, if you guys I haven't really seen Michaela do the. Oh, it's uh, like right? I know you don't have your coffee. No, yeah, I, you, I, you, I, oh my god! But the, how many good people would? Although right now everyone is so sensitive. Who yeah. knows? Who knows who you could be? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny because I did, like I said, I did Annie McDowell for my yes. audition, and so my friend Joey Soloway uh, was pivoting from writer to director, and we did uh, uh, these these videos for Funny or Die, and one of them I did Andy McDowell. I was like, what if she was a stand-up? But you know. <laughs> Um, because like her audition, she was ostensibly so n- not great at it that everybody laughed. And so she's like, I'm funny. I'm going to be a stand-up. So, <laughs> and then, and, and, and honestly, like, I love her. I, I think she's wonderful in a, a, well, a, a few movies that I love. Yeah. And, um, and I, it's just so funny because she moved onto my street and the video went a little viral, but I, but she moved onto my street and then I would just be like, she would be walking her dog and I'd be like, hi. Do you ever want to go like Kirby come inside? (laughs) He wants to stay in the car. He'll freeze. (laughs) (laughs) And he's saying almost fire fans out there. We'll get that one. But I just felt like, so you felt bad awful because i was like you oh, know yeah. i was doing that as a laugh thinking who the fuck am i nobody doesn't matter i'm she seems to have a good sense of humor though 
And then she but, lived down the street from me. But the, uh, your, your bitch, oh God, I just think it's, I, I just think it would be so necessary right now with all that's going on. Okay. <laughs> Maybe Lauren will call me and bitch, say. <laughs> I love you. I'm so glad. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. Uh, you are really, Thanks truly someone me. I admire um, and have looked up to for a really long time. Thank you. I admire you too, oh, for especially for, well, for putting together a podcast, like I'm trying. Ah, I'm trying. podcasts are so much work and Dave there's does so much work all the, there's, and not only it, that, I just want to say also, you have such a perfect demeanor for this. Like, oh, thanks. Well, I talk are, too much. So that's, uh, no, I, I love, <laughs> I love women from Brooklyn. I love broads so much. Thank you. Love Brooklyn. Thank you. Broads. I appreciate that because some people don't, but I have to say, Dave, my fiance, that he's, he's got a real soft spot. For oh, I love him. But honestly, when we met during COVID and, you know, we felt like love during lockdown, um, mm-hmm. I was like, I have this idea. And he was like, well, why, why aren't you doing it? So like, and he's in marketing, advertising, media world. He can, you know, produce. So he was like, let's just do it. He does all the work. Like it's, but it is a lot of work, but I think. But that's amazing. He sees, he sees like, that's a good partner. Somebody who encourages you to go. And he's super creative and he, he gets it. But um, when I hear feedback from people and they're like, thank you so much for being so honest because, you know, most people aren't like, that just makes me feel good because it's true. Most people just Mm -hmm. aren't honest about shit like why not like why mm-hmm. like i've got freaking war wounds in this business man and in mm-hmm. and in life like what the f- like how am i going to help anyone if i don't say like this is how it goes yeah i think women need to be really ridiculously honest about a lot of stuff so we can vanquish it seriously you know i think we also next time like you should you know you should you i would love to have a support group where women talk about money and how much we all earn and stuff. I would love to talk about that and all the money that I lost paying for loser boyfriends and not paying attention. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Michaela, so much for coming on. I really love you. You're awesome and inspiring and a woman that I look up to in every way. Wow. And if you haven't seen the unicorn, you guys, it's freaking great. I didn't get the part. I lost out to her, but you know what? That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Okay, now you know why I love that chick so much. She's just the coolest. She's so humble, down to earth, funny, smart, um, introspective. And see, she's been through everything. So that inspires me so much. Follow her, Michaela Watkins, um, on Instagram or on Twitter. And thanks, Michaela, so much. Love you. You're the best. So I've been saying for episodes, um, a few, <laughs> many, that I would answer some questions that you guys send in, but I need you to send me more questions. So don't forget to follow me at second underscore act underscore podcast because I don't have that many yet, but I, w- I want to keep going. And I get asked questions on my other Instagram page, which is Bonds Somerville. Um, so I can answer some of those too. And don't forget to give me a good review wherever you get your podcast or an Apple so that I could keep doing this. Okay. The number one question I get that I will always get is, Here's the question. Ready? Are you Mona from Friends? <laughs> That's it. That's the question. And I'm here to tell you, yes, I am. I am Mona from Friends on the show that just never dies. It is an unbelievable juggernaut. I literally still get it at least once a day. Are you Mona? Is you Mona? Um, sometimes there's 
you know, an expletive in there, like, are you fucking Mona? Or, you know, some, some asshole writes something mean. And then, I, I mean, I can't tell you, it, every language, I get that question. I am Mona from Friends. Um, I am she. Yes, it was an amazing experience. I can't believe the children that were not born are now watching Friends and wearing Friends t-shirts. That freaks me out a little bit. But yes, it was me, except I was 27. I know. <laughs> Y'all, you're so nice. I don't look a day over 29. Thank you. But I also had the best haircut of all time. Let's be honest. Right? Was that not the greatest haircut? Lindsay Sloan has told me since then that I should cut my hair but my fiance is shaking his head and he won't let me cut my hair. But someday I'm going to cut my hair, baby, and you're going to have to deal with it because that haircut was rad. So yes, I am Mona from Friends. And the other question I get asked all the time is, am I still friends with the friends? Now, let me be clear. I was never friends with the friends. You think if I was friends with the friends, I wouldn't have kept that up? I thought Jen was going to be my best friend. I thought I was going to be having dinner with her and Brad. I thought we were going to be smoking a joint, you know, like they used to do. And we'd all be sitting around eating a pizza at some mansion. No, never happened. I'm not friends with the friends. Um, I don't keep in touch with any of them. They're certainly nice people. They were really nice to me. Um, but unfortunately, I never, I never got that close. You know, I, I tried, but I never did. So there you go. And... Also, everybody asks me, um, is that the show that changed your life? I get that a lot. I get that all the time. Yes, it definitely changed my life. I've had a lot of jobs that have changed my life, but that was the most public because it was such a huge hit. Season eight, it's the only season they won an Emmy. I mean, I'm just saying, that's what I was on. I don't, you know, you could do with that what you will. But it did change my life, and clearly it changed theirs. Ha ha, because they won an Emmy. No, I'm kidding. But yes, it was an amazing experience. Um, and I'll never, ever, ever, ever forget it. And it led to me getting my next show, The In-Laws, with Dennis Farina and Gene Smart and Elon Gold, who you heard, one of the best podcasts I've done. So that really, really changed my life. Because from then on, I had my own show. I was the lead of my own sitcom. And it kind of set the tone for the next 10 years. So those are the questions I'm going to answer today. Please send me more. Don't forget to leave a five-star review. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And follow me at second underscore act underscore podcast and send me more questions. Okay, guys. Lots of love. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.